Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast. I'm your host, Coop, and tonight we're here to talk to you about the beginning of the 2020 baseball season. It's actually going to start, and here's the thing. Polly, how are you tonight? Hey, Coop, doing what's freaking fantastic. Nice. It's a, you know, usually one of my, my first, like, Reds game of the year, it's usually a rain delay. I'm usually with my old roommate, Franco, and it's like, we always, like, get to get an extra ticket, get to get to another game. So it's like, heck, this is just like, this is just like baseball season. So cheers. Cheers. What are you sipping on? I got me a well. I got me a Coors Light right now, but you know, I had it. it that's what that's my, from my cheap beer selection. Tap the Rockies. Hey, the mountains are blue. That means it's cold. I'm I'm a big Coors Original fan. I do like the banquet beer. I'm not gonna lie. I I don't have I don't have any problems with any of the the mass produced cheap beers that some people have problems with. If that's what's available, have at it. Yeah, if that's what's available, yeah, I'm going to drink it. Yeah, I mean, if there's something good available, then that's, by all means, go after the good. But if you're somewhere and all they have is Bud Light and Miller Light, have at it. That's what Though, I'm, I, I'm sorry, I, I started on Bud Light, and then I grew to like Miller Light better. It's crazy. Yeah, there's, a lot, there's some people that have strong opinions on Miller Light versus Bud Light, and to me, I'm just like, eh. If it's cold, I'll drink it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah. we, we actually have some Reds baseball news to talk about. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Tonight, as we speak, the the opener, the Nationals and Yankees are in a rain delay in their monsoon in Washington. That's probably not going to restart. But anyway, Reds start tomorrow. Sonny Gray versus the the Tigers. And the Reds have made some interesting roster moves as we approach opening day 2020. So Hunter Green was added to the 60-man roster, and that got a lot of people excited. One, because if he's added to the roster, that means he's healthy enough to pitch. And two, could we see him at some point in the season? I don't think so, but I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Do you think... Hunter Green sees even like an inning or two of action. Yes. There's two reasons. One, I know that Lodolo is like pretty close to like being major league ready. And like he pitched last night. And that surprised me that really a lot. You know, I know it's kind of like it was the last brain training game, but that means the Reds are kind of looking towards the young guys. And that means I think Hunter Green. Green is ready, and Bauer said, and like I saw in a tweet last night that Bauer in a quote was like, "He's an animal," or like not just not direct quote, but he like basically mm-hmm. was like, "He's an animal," and he's a different pitcher now. And I was like, "What?" Well, a lot of a lot of pitchers now, when they have Tommy John surgery, recover at a hundred percent. Some some 
pitchers even throw a little harder afterwards. But it's not like it used to be where it was 50-50 if the pitcher's ever going to come back. You're you're pretty much guaranteed that if, you, you know, if there's no setbacks, obviously, and you mm-hmm. do the rehab the way you're supposed to, that you'll come back. And he had this surgery young enough, and by all indications, everything has gone perfectly fine with his rehab. I mean, I, I'm still skeptical that we'll see him in a game, but the fact that they added him to the 60-man and that he's, I believe he's at Prasco Park with uh, the other, like, taxi squad, whatever they're calling it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a chance. I mean, let's there- say, like, say somebody gets hurt. A couple of pitchers get hurt. I, I mean, mean, why not? Why not? If he's healthy, it, why it, not? If he's healthy and, you know, you don't want to just throw him in there starting, you know, I'd bring him in, like, maybe for an inning at a time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't start him right off the bat, but and then sh- and then stretch it to maybe if if he if we need a long reliever, throw him, see what he can do. You right, know? like stretch him out a little bit. I mean, and you're talking, you're only talking sixty games here, so it's not like if you brought him up that it would be for an entire season. I mean, we're talking sixty games. It's possible. I'm skeptical, but I think it's possible. I I, I we were talking about it earlier, and I and I said. Baseball, not not specifically the Reds, but baseball teams could learn a lot from the Cardinals. A good thing they did was they just kept on bringing up young dudes, young dudes after young dudes. Put them in situations and say, "Here you go. This is how you're supposed to do it. This is how you're going to learn." You know, and mm-hmm. they, those guys, when they do that, become productive. And I think the Reds could really take a take that out of their playbook and utilize that because they have a lot of young talent right now to be doing that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're talking about – I mean, Nick Lodolo started in the exhibition game the other night and got rocked, but that's his first, you know, taste of taste. of pitching in Great American Ballpark in game conditions. So, I mean, he's he's one of your top prospects. And if you can get him work and injury or two happens, I wouldn't have any problem throwing Nick Lodolo in there. I mean, it's not like he was straight out of high school. He's from he he was out of college, so he's he's a three year college collegiate yeah. pitcher. I mean, yeah, I've got no problem with that. Now the Reds have made some roster moves that aren't mostly um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not unexpected. Yeah, Aristides Aquino was reassigned to the Presco Park slash not on the 30-man roster team, which isn't really surprising given the September that he had. Um, Mark Payton was returned to the A's, the Rule 5 pick. I had heard nothing good or bad about him. So, I mean, sure, he's a nice guy, but <laughs> he's back with a the lot A's. Of pe- I heard a lot of people were disgruntled about that. I saw a lot of tweets about it. Oh, I can't believe we got gave him up. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, where, where are you going to put him? You got... Castellanos, Senzel, Winker, Irvin, and Akiyama in the outfield. You got five outfielders. Yeah, you have a 30-man roster, but you're going to fill those with pitchers, which is what they did, and we'll get to that. But, yeah, you're not going to carry six outfielders. And the 30-man roster only is for the first few weeks, and then it drops down to 28. So, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I wasn't surprised by that. He... 
he didn't show anything to me because you just didn't hear about him. But anyway, uh, Travis Jankowski got on the roster. Yeah, so there's actually six. There is six outfielders. Travis Jankowski. I like his long hair. Yeah, he he's the Burmy of the Reds. Shout out to Burmy. Shout out Burmy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so all that I just said, and they they carry six outfielders, but so they're not going to carry seven outfielders. How's that? Um, he's probably on the roster until it shrinks down, but. He give he's he's got some speed, so he would mm-hmm. be like a late inning defensive replacement for like Nick Castellanos uh, if the Reds right. are up and it's like the eighth inning. I don't see any problem with that. Um, also, Anthony DiScofani got put on the ten day or is it fifteen day now IL injured list. I think fifteen. Yeah, he's got like a strained muscle, and so Tyler Miley will probably make his first start even though he drilled Castellanos and right in the back at Great American. Oh. Yeah, scared people there for a minute, but Castellanos says he's healthy. Um, Scott Shebler was designated for assignment, which, honestly, that was just a matter of time. I don't think he was I was thinking. I was thinking the baseball gods for that one. I mean, he had, he had that one good year with the Reds, but I – that's a classic guy who needs to change the scenery. And, you know, no, nothing That's against him. Nothing against him. But, you know, wish him well. Change the scenery. Yeah. 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 I'm tired of talking smack about him. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, he I just didn't change the scenery. Just didn't work out. Let's hope he catches on somewhere. That, I'm starting to feel that way about Van Meter, though, too. But well, I think the Reds could use him as trade bait. Well, he. he has been guaranteed a spot on the 30 man. So he will be the, basically the backup second baseman and shortstop probably because unless there's another move, because there are two spots open on the rest 30 man roster. So, so they've got 28. Um, Harris. What was his name? Matt, Matt Harrison, Hairston, the guy that was with the Jer- white. White Sox last <laughs> year. Jerry. Anyway, um, Matt somebody. <laughs> uh, Davidson. Matt Davidson, yeah. He uh, he will probably get one of the spots. He wasn't on the old 40 man, so they'd have to clear a spot to add him. So I think he'll be added in the 29th spot. 30th spot, they're probably scouring the waiver wire for people who have been cut, see if they can add somebody. Either that or they're just going to add Tyler Malley. I think uh, I like to see what's his name. Um, the, this got dropped in the Phillies. Josh Harrison. Yeah, I, I. That's why I kept saying Harrison because I was thinking of him. Right. Um, I just he put out for if he got a spot, he would put out. It's his home. It's his hometown. He would just. Yeah, he know why do you be there? You Print. know, like to fill a bench spot, and this whatever he's in, this would be a, a stud. He's from Princeton High School. Shout out to Tom, because he would he Josh Josh Harrison was the first of the hey this guy's from Cincinnati, <laughs> along with, <laughs> along with the Kyle Schwarbers from Middletown, and you know Tim Tebow's God that kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. so. Look, looking at the how the roster is shaped up, and again, you know, there's going to be a couple spots added probably tomorrow, but I think it sets up that Jesse Winker is going to be probably the DH 
against the majority of right-handed pitchers with Castellanos, Senzel, and Akiyama yeah. in the outfield. I think that gives you your best defensive outfield of who's on the roster and can produce with the bat. I mean, you're not going to just throw out Jankowski out there because he can't really hit. Um, Shogo Akiyama has really shown in this restarted summer camp slash spring training to Tokyo Drift that I mean, he, he makes contact, he gets on base. That's my kind of guy right there. I mean, he slices through that ball. He just doesn't hit it. He just slices through it. He takes it where it's pitched, and he was dumping doubles down the right field line. He was slapping them to left. Hit that three-run homer, which, I mean, I knew he had a little power, but that was nice to see. There's there's something different. Asian hitters, there's something different about him, and I've always enjoyed watching him hit the ball. No matter what. They just... It, I think fundamentals are taught more over in the in the Far East than yeah they are like, here. Play small ball all the time, like stuff like that. I, I yeah, you're definitely right about the fundamentals. It's just it's enjoyable. Yeah, I'm 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 hopeful that he's going to have a have a real good season. Probably bat is he going to bat lead off? You think? Yes, absolutely. He and then to. and then Votto second, Suarez third, Votto second, probably. Yeah. Would they had that first day out? They rolled out and they won like they put up a lot of runs. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, it was minus Castellanos because he was still sore from when he got beamed by Mally. But yeah, probably gonna. I'm wondering, depending on the matchups, Mustakis or Castellanos batting cleanup, and then the other one will probably hit fifth. I don't know. I would probably. I don't know. Against a right-hander, I'd probably put Mustakis fourth. But against a yes. left-hander, I would put Castellanos fourth. He just protects Senzel, where he can just get on base, and then Shogo just hit him in all the time. Yeah. With doubles. Shogo I mean, getting on yeah. base, Vado walk, Suarez hitting a bomb. I'm all for that. I'm a- all for it. A- Eugenio Suarez has shown that his shoulder is healthy from his little diving accident. Very healthy. Yeah, he was hitting some bombs. Absolute moonshots. Him and Jesse Winker too. I'm I mean, I'm excited. Now that now that we're for sure baseball's happening, I'm excited. Yes, yes. I <laughs> been running up and down the streets screaming it. Well, I mean even today, Juan Soto of the Nationals tested positive and it's like at first, you're like, uh-oh, is this game even going to happen? But now that it's definitely happening, even even with all that stuff that's going on, and we've talked ad nauseum about that in previous podcasts, so we'll skip that here. Uh, but it's just it's just good to see. Hopefully, hopefully they keep everybody safe and they're quarantining and wearing masks when they're not on the field, that kind of thing. But yeah, I hope, I hope people are being smart themselves outside. And that's what I think about it. Some, uh, that, I was like, that's his fault. You know, like right. what is he doing? What did he do? You know, cause they're not doing, just, sorry. No, you're fine. They're not doing what the NBA and the NHL and MLS did, which was create a bubble. So the NBA got down to like zero positive tests. 
which is amazing. That means the players have bought in. They're staying in the bubble at Disney World, and they're going to have a, the end of their season. I mean, that's that's guaranteed pretty much, mm-hmm. unless somebody you know breaks through. They have the little snitch line, <laughs> which you can look that up. Some of the stories that have come out of that, but uh, <laughs> they've had a couple players that they didn't follow the rules, and they said, "All right, you're quarantined for." 10 or 14 days, whatever it is, can't do any basketball activities. That's your, that's your motivation to, I think, follow the protocols and stay healthy. One, that's the most important thing, stay healthy. And then mm-hmm. allows for a season. And then when it comes to baseball, so they don't have an official bubble, however you want to call it, quarantine zone, whatever. Yeah. So it's like you were saying earlier, it's on the players to follow regulations, you know, wear your mask if you're out in public. Don't go into large gatherings. Um, as long as they do that and people can stay healthy, I don't see any reason why you can't play with no fans. Now, the NFL has said they're going to try, at least some teams are going to try to have fans in. They're going to have to wear masks, or that's not going to happen. I yeah, mean, you have to. You have to wear a mask. And at what capacity? Are you really going to let 30% of your fans in there? I mean, that's going to look silly, but I get it. I mean, I, I can understand where they're coming from. They want things to get back. Everybody wants things to get back to normal. We just have to get over this secondary spike in the virus right now, which means everybody <clears> wear your mask. Just wear your mask. So, with baseball finally starting back up, like I said tonight, the uh, Nationals and Yankees are in the rain delay, and then the Dodgers, who the Dodgers play later? The Angels. The Angels, yeah. So, the first two games are going off tonight, and then everybody else is playing tomorrow. So, tomorrow is going to be like wall-to-wall baseball, starting at like 4 o'clock, I think. Going all Ooh, the way. really? That's yeah. the earliest. So yeah, there's like a I think there's a four o'clock game, and then then there's the seven o'clock game. Like Cincinnati plays seven, and then there's going to be West Coast games at like ten and ten thirty. So there's going to be wall to wall baseball for like nine hours tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. Nice. Finally, something some good news. I'm smoking some meat tomorrow. Just some <laughs> schmuck some meat. Just doing some Queen City sausages. There you go. So it only takes 90 minutes to smoke stuff like that. I was like, heck yeah, I'll do that. Smoke some meats, grill some meats, have some cold ones. After Absolutely. I, after I get off work. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In case anybody's from work's listening, hey, no. <laughs> never. No, never. Um, so, what are your expectations for the 2020 season? We... We talked a couple podcasts ago about, you know, what we think the the standing or the record would be and all that. But what are your expectations now that we are for sure having baseball? My expectations now are definitely playoffs with the addition to the extended playoffs with Major League today just announced that tonight. Uh, Expectations are playoffs and and, uh, at least – uh, NL championship series at least they're that good they can go that far they have the pitching that's what I expect yeah uh, like you were saying the 
they just announced today, which is Thursday, that baseball is expanding for just for 2020, expanding the playoffs to 16 teams, which is over half of the teams are going to make the playoffs. And uh, the first round will be like best of three, which they're still calling the wild card round for some reason, but whatever. Um, so best of three, and then so there's not going to be any one game wild card games anymore, at least for this year. And we'll see what happens next year. But based on the National League, so how it would work is the first and second place teams in each division make it, and then the next two teams in each division with the best records make it. So you could potentially have four teams in a division make the playoffs. Potentially. It's probably not going to happen with this unbalanced schedule, but you're basically given an over 50% chance of making the playoffs. So with this team, with the, the pitching, the lineup, it's playoffs or bust for me. If they don't make the playoffs, it's an absolute disappointment. It is a disappointment. It will be a disappointment and a half. And at least two round, at least two rounds, at least a divisional series. Oh, whoa! Yeah, big old wreck in the the race we're watching here. Uh, Sorry. No, yeah. Well, rain delay, so we got to watch something. Um, uh, go ahead. They're they're built to to go to the playoffs. They're built to win. And they're built for a team to play right now, like the last sixty games in a se- in a season. I think they're that type of team, right? And they're built to not only, like you said, win in advance, but win in multiple different ways. Like they can win a pitcher's duel with a rotation of Gray, Castillo, and Bauer. They can win thumping the bats with Mustakis and Castellanos and Suarez. And Joey Votto. So they're built to win multiple ways. Now, in a 162-game season, you know, all bets are off. You know, injuries can happen. Slumps happen. But in this 60-game sprint, if you start hot, you're... You might stay hot, Right. Too. Yeah, I mean, we're talking 60 games here. I mean, you win, you win 35 games, and you're probably winning a division. I think the the someone's the, the fastest the fastest start was like someone's like fifty like forty nine and I don't know what it was. It was a really good start. It was like in the seventies for a team. I thought, yeah, something like I know that uh, I think it was it the seventy five Reds, Reds or the White Sox or something like that. In the second half, went something like fifty two and nine or something like yeah. something weird like that. That was the second half though. The Reds did do something like that crazy i remember my dad telling me about that and i was just like what well and then the 1990 reds they finished i think it was 91 and 71 in the regular season but they they were something like 40 and 20 or something outrageous at the beginning of the season and then played 500 ball the rest of the way mm-hmm. that's yeah, that is right which which you know you think back on that team you're like oh that was a great team and the majority of the season they played 500 ball it's just they got hot in the playoffs, and that's what it, that's all it all it takes. Plus, there was one less round back then. There wasn't the divisional round. You went right to the NLCS and then the World Series. But anyway, oh, yeah, that's thirty years ago now. Jeez, cheese and rice, cheese. So, like a 
a week and a half ago, I sent out <laughs> the uh, call for the questions for the podcast using the hashtag testing positive for baseball. Uh, Ode to the Reds 2020 World Series asked hashtag testing positive for baseball. Who you think will benefit the most from the roster starting at 30? Um, I think, well, Travis Jankowski, basically. Yeah. Because I don't think he makes this team if it's a 25 or 26 man roster. Right, right. And Winker on those two. Well, Winker, I think, pretty much guarantees that he's going to platoon at DH and maybe get a start here and there in the outfield with how the roster has been constructed. So I, I agree with you. I think he's he's going to see more at bats, especially with the DH mm-hmm. in the NL. A couple of the pitchers like uh, Cody <laughs> Reed, he might not have made the team if it was a twenty six man roster. True. So yeah, I think there's a couple guys that you could say that with. Um, let's see what the next question here is. Uh, Luke from Cincinnati is still waiting for his invite. We'll get back to you on that. Uh, Joshua asked, hashtag testing positive for baseball. Best leisure sport, bowling, darts, miniature golf, cornhole, or croquet? Uh, cornhole. Cornhole, you know, drink some beers. And it's cheap. You don't like a bowling alley sometimes. Have you yeah. been bowling lately? Sometimes it's a little pricey. It's It was cheap. And honestly, like, I went to last month with bowling was in Ohio and they were non-smoking and been non-smoking forever and it was actually enjoyable I was like I can breathe in here yeah this is I was like this is what it's like you just got to worry about germs you don't got to worry about cigarette smoke <laughs> but it was it was about two years ago I went bowling last yeah I haven't been in a while either uh cornhole though yeah mini golf some there was one there was that place over in Erlanger that I think it's is still closed. open. Is it still open? I thought it was closed. It's still open. When I was in high school, we used to go there and play for money. We did too. <laughs> and yeah, there's some stories there, but I won't keep going. <laughs> uh, next question is, so Joshua had another question that he just submitted today. Testing positive for baseball. I need to know what lap it is in the Kansas race and who's winning. So he knows that we're recording now. And that this race is going on, but right now it's at commercial, so we're gonna have to come back to that. <laughs> um, and it was on caution too. Yeah. So. So that's why I wasn't paying attention. I thought Blaney. Last time I saw it was Blaney, but my guy Kyle Bush, right there. KFB. Oh man. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's something to watch right now while this other game. So, yeah, caution, it's lap 180. Uh, who is that out front? They're not. I think it is Blaney. It's somebody. I don't know. I mean, who cares? We are talking about maybe having Chad Dotson from Red Leg Nation Radio on as a guest at some point, probably sometime in August. That's cool. Actually, no, it's either uh, Hamlin or Elliot. They're on the front row. Lap one eighty one, yeah. So yeah, we're gonna try to have Chad on. Shout out to Chad. Uh, Shout out to our host as well. Me? Yeah, you <laughs> and our sponsor. Shout out to yeah. Shout out to the sponsor of the podcast, Cincy Sports Gallery. Go on and uh, wear your mask. Go in there, buy a bunch of stuff. 
um, tell tell maybe all my posters done there too soon. Yeah, you can get a they they have they have a they have a poster guy like a framing guy. So you take your poster, your Reds poster in there, and for a fee, you know they're not going to give it to you for free, but <coughs> for a fee, <laughs> they they have their poster guy, and they'll do it up all nice, nice little frame. I'm, I'm just going to do the foam, the foam back. I'm just going to like either put like glue on, put it on foam. Oh yeah, like uh yeah the, yeah that. So yeah, I'm going to put up on. I have a few. I have a the end. They're like it's a poster, but it's the enquires from um, the 1990. World Series, them winning. Oh yeah, that's nice. Um, all the playoff games, and, and it was it's really cool. And um, Callie said she'll 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 do it up, and I was like, heck yeah! I got a lot of other things then, <laughs> if that's the case. So yeah, I want to get with her about uh, getting a print. The Reds put out this uh, picture a few weeks ago of Great American Ballpark, kind of like at at sunset from like a like a drone shot above. Oh, I would love to get that like poster size and framed. So we're probably have to speak to Callie about that. So yeah, go to the sports get Cincy sports gallery, buy wear all your, your mask, wear your mask, buy your reds memorabilia. And there's another wreck in the race. <laughs> oh, that's a big hit. Oh my 37. Am I that much behind? Damn. Yeah. 37. Just, Ooh, that was a hit. This is, this has been NASCAR with coop. And Polly. <laughs> uh, hold on. There are some more questions. Let me pull those up. If there was a Reds player that could be a NASCAR driver, Ooh. who would it be? And I'm going to say Jesse Winker. I'm going to say Tucker Barnhart because a lot of NASCAR drivers are short. So he would fit mm. the car pretty good. Tucker Barnhart's also been raking since they started up the summer camp, he, I don't, I'm not mad about it. I no, I and and uh, we were talking earlier about who would a 60 game season benefit the most. I think Tucker would benefit the most from the 60 game season because he's not going to need all those days off. No, no, not at all, not at all. Because catching is probably the most physically demanding position defensively, because you're squatting all the time, and you know you can develop bad knees and all that. I mean, that's why guys like Johnny Bench started playing other positions so that they would stay healthier so they could produce with the bat. But, yeah, 60-game season, yeah, he almost flipped. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. 60-game um, season, I think he could theor- theoretically play 45, 50 games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Unless they have – I mean, I mean – Let's say you have Kurt Casale as somebody's personal catcher. Well, there's, you know, maybe ten starts there for him. I think I think Tucker could play the other fifty. Absolutely. And stay healthy and stay He's productive. A, as much crap as I've given him, I just his wife just annoys me because she's just funny. Um, but he's a workhorse. And he commands well behind the plate, too. Yeah, he 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 won that one gold glove from Yachty, which he should have won probably another one. But you know how mm-hmm. that goes. Um, but yeah, um, I've got no problems with Tucker at all, and I think he's got what a year or two left on his contract. He's got a year after this year left on his contract that he signed. So, and we'll see what Tyler Stevenson can do after that. I guess. 
I mean, I can see Tyler Stevenson stepping right up to doing exactly what Kirk Casale is doing right now. And then two years, three years down the road, those two just him and Tucker just switching. And yeah. Tucker, you know, I, or Tucker, you know, maybe he finds a better deal somewhere and maybe I mean, free agency. Yeah, maybe. So we got a couple questions here from Bill at OBC two. Uh, didn't use the hashtag because, of course, he didn't. Um, can the staff stay healthy? Well, I mean, we already answered that with Disco being on the DL, so no. <laughs> can Vado approach an 800 OPS? That, that one, I mean, it's possible, depending on, you know, how much he walks and if he hits for power when he does get a chance to swing the bat. I don't know. And he was he's been walking already. Oh yeah. A lot. Which if is he which is fine if, he if gets, he's go ahead. You go ahead. No, I'm saying if he if he's walking in front of Suarez and Mustakis and Castellanos, that is what you want. You want him on base so that the power guys can drive him in. And however he gets on the base is however he that's his business. You well, know, like And that's his job as the second hitter is to get on base. You know, you have people saying, oh, he needs to move the runner. No, I want him on base. I want him not making outs. Not making outs. I just don't, I just don't want him, him in his head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he kind of tried to do the whole change to his stance thing, and then he finally went back. So, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I hope he has painted black playing tomorrow night. Oh, that would be awesome. That's when I, uh, if he did, I'd be like, yep, it's on. The, the best Rolling Stones it is song. on. Bar none. So Bill had, bar none, bar none. Bill had a couple other questions here. He says, will the defense hold up? Well, I mean, I I mean, Akiyama is going to be probably in left field with with uh, Senzel in center. I think that's an upgrade over what you had last year. And uh, Castellanos will be in right, which is a short field, so I don't worry as much about him there. And Moustakis, there's been some questions about him at second, but he played second pretty decently for the Brewers. I, I don't have any – I mean, they're not going to make the spectacular plays, but they're going to make all the routine plays, and that's what you need. I don't have any worry about it. And if there was, you know, there's 60 games to play. They'd be like, all right, Gino, we're going to put you at second and then put Mike at – Moustakis at third base, you know, to see – what happens well yeah let's if say really bad happened you know like if they're just like what well let's say know. you know suarez you know does something and he's sore and instead of giving him a day off you move him to dh and you move him stock as the, the third you put van meter at second or something yeah i forget about that too yeah <laughs> <laughs> jeez uh, let's see bill also asked can the pen have a couple breakout performers it depends on, I mean, there's not going to be a whole lot of time for there to be a breakout performer other than who they've already got. I mean, Amir Garrett's going to be good. Michael Lorenzen's going to be good. I mean, Iglesias hopefully will bounce back from a little bit of difficulty last year. But Robert Stevenson will continue to be good. Like yeah. He, did, he was last year. Yeah. I, and, I mean, some of the, like, that's, Nate, my, that's a breakout. Like, I, I'll give you a breakout. Nate Jones from NKU, yeah. who has made the team. He he had pitched with the White Sox. He can get it up there in the high 90s. He's got a little funky delivery. Uh, playing at home, I think he's from Pendleton County. 
He is from Pemberton County, home of the Wildcats. So that'll be my breakout pen guy, even though he's kind of established as a major leaguer. That'll be my breakout performer because he signed a minor league deal and had to be added to the roster. And he's pitched well. He pitched well in the spring, and he pitched well in the summer camp. So I'm looking forward to him producing and pitching well for the 60-game season. And, I mean, that's just another arm that you can leverage. You know, a lot of, a lot of teams might not be letting their starters go more than four innings with the short turnaround. <clears throat> so just another right-handed arm that you can leverage. Uh, Jose De Leon. I like his mustache, so I hope that brings him some good luck. The mustache game is strong with strong. De Leon. Strong. Whoa. I wow. mean, the curled up mustache. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Man, I'd be I'd be intimidated if I was batting <laughs> in the batter's box and see you know, saw that. Be like, no, the intimidation is, this is freaking Mister Redleg up there. <laughs> the intimidation is Michael Renzen and his freaking guns. <laughs> I mean, Jeez. he's like, <laughs> that guy, I mean, he loves Jesus and his muscles. And he's hitting triple digits, apparently, or close to it. So That's interesting. Yeah. Shout out to, shout out to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Uncle Graham at Uncle Graham. He couldn't be on because I think he's working, but uh, shout out to Ram. So I think that'll about wrap up this edition of the podcast. We're going to do short and sweet here. And I don't think I'm going to edit it. I'm just going to put it out there. What the hell? Just so right. just so the folks can get it. Get the content that they desire. This is what you want. This is this is the content you desire. So I'd say we go around the room, but it's just me and Polly. <laughs> so Polly, you got any uh, final thoughts? Uh, baseball's here. I I'm pleasantly surprised that it's here. Um it's another step back to normalcy for all of us bask in it tomorrow is going to be a great day tomorrow's reopening day and i can't wait to get drunk and watch the reds tomorrow <laughs> evening i also am excited now that baseball is for sure happening yes there's questions with the whole virus and those we've like i said we've gone over all that there's there's still a lot of concern about that but one thing that we know is happening is the reds are going to be playing baseball tomorrow and that is amazing. So shout out to all the players and teams who have followed the protocols and are keeping their players healthy. Let's hope it continues that way that we can have a full season. And I don't want to, I don't want to see any team or any player go through a outbreak or anything like that. No. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't hate anybody. So, everybody stay healthy. I also, yeah, stay healthy. I also respect the guys that chose not to play this year, too. To stay safe, to keep themselves and their families safe. I, I totally respect that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, some of those guys had newborn babies, and family comes first. I mean, they, no problem at all. If, if Joey Votto had come out and said, I'm not playing, I would have been like, that's perfectly okay. Yeah. I would have been a little upset, but I would have understood. You know, like it would have taken me about 10 minutes to be like, get over. But <laughs> I mean, people have to do what's best for them and their families. And absolutely. I mean, that's what's going on in the world with everybody else. I mean, I've kind of kept my family 
locked up here in the house because, you know, not to get into too many things, but we have some higher risks in my family than the normal population. So I try to keep my family as safe as I can, and I have no problem with baseball players. They're people just like you and me, just more talented and richer. (laughs) (laughs) But they have to do what's best for their family, and I have no problem with that at all. 100% agreed. So for Polly, this is Coop saying we will talk to you later. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, where the river winds. Across the Mason and the Dixon line.